0: everybody welcome 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 to the new episode of fresh out the cocoon i am joy y'all should know who i am by now i wonder if i have to see uh keep Introducing myself, but i'm your host. I'm joy. I'm happy to be here Super happy for everybody who's tuning in who's been tuning in who's been downloading listening sharing all that good and fancy stuff I hope everybody had a very 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 good thanksgiving for those who did observe or as I like to call it blacksgiving um Yeah, I hope everybody had a good time. I hope they had an opportunity to spend it with those that um that value you that care about you, hopefully nobody was policing your plate, nothing crazy like that going on, Um, but I hope that you had lots and lots of sweets, lots and lots of laughs, of jokes, some people had lots and lots and lots of liquor, Um, and I just hope that everybody had a good time, and today we are back in full force, we meaning I, we already had this conversation, Um, I guess the others are coming, Um, but today I am back with a new episode for the month of december y'all and let me tell y'all something december is a very special month because december also happens to be my birthday month and so for people who do not know i am a new year's eve baby um and so that means that i pretty much celebrate the whole month yeah because you know it's Christmas. Um, my sister has a birthday two days before Christmas, and then less than a week later is my birthday so I'm hyped and I'm ready to go and I'm super excited to be able to have this episode um today uh and cover i mean it's a good episode to be the first the first episode of the month as we getting ready to roll into um the new year. It's always good to kind of circle back and ground yourself in some things um that you need to do, things that you need to remember, um, things that you need to know. And so I am super excited about it. I hope that you guys enjoy um, this week's episode and let's go ahead and get started. All right, and so today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, I'd like to welcome Miss Ivy uh, Felicia. Ivy is actually from Me, My Body, and Love, um, which is her service that she offers. She is a body relationship coach, a certified wellness coach, and a body image healer. Welcome, Ivy.
1: Thank you, Joy, for having me here.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I am excited to talk to you today. I'm excited for people to know who you are, what you do and where they can find you. Um, so you know we can go ahead and just kind of get started here. Um, just dive right into things. Um, and so if you don't mind kind of introducing yourself uh, to the audience, to the listeners and talk a little bit about um, talk a little bit about me, my body and love.
1: Well, like you said, uh, my name's Ivy, and I am uh, the body relationship coach. And body relationship coaching is something um, that I actually created myself, and it's a combination of um, body image um, support as well as holistic wellness, uh, combined together in a very unique way. And um, I actually chose to do this work as a of my own journey with my body. Um, My body has been um, the center of a lot of challenges for my life. And um, after finding uh, body image healing and self-esteem healing and all of that, I was really passionate about reaching out to other people and helping them do the same. So uh, that's the work that I do at Me, My Body Loved. And as the body relationship coach, um, just a little bit more about that is that, you know, I believe that people of any size, shape, age um, should be able to be at peace in their body. And I believe that that's something that we can access at any time. So um, you're never too old. You're never, you know, um if you suffer with a chronic illness or whatever is going on with your body, um, I'm really passionate passionate about people um, understanding that body peace is possible at any time, and that's actually a little bit more um, digestible than body love for some people. Um, so that's just a little bit about what I the work that I
0: do. And you say that's a little bit more. Um, more or less palatable for people when you talk about body peace versus body love. So can you speak to that a little bit? Why do you think that is?
1: When I first started um, in, in the body acceptance, BOPO, body positive community, um, you know, body love was the thing. It was like, oh, body love. And I was on that train too. Oh, body love, love your body. And then the more I evolved in my relationship with my body, Mm -hmm. And the more I observed other people and um, people that I worked with as clients and and just people that I knew around me, I realized that body love is a lot of pressure
0: um,
1: because it's almost taking um, the unattainable beauty standards that society has and kind of putting it in body positivity. And so, you know, not Body can reach that space of loving their body or feeling passionate about their body but peace is more of a neutral place so Maybe they had experienced trauma in their body for, uh, in different ways. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get to that space of love. And so what that resulted in was actually body shame because they started feeling shame around the fact that they couldn't love their body. So they move oh. from shame for one reason, which might have been size, weight, chronic illness, um, trauma, or whatever, and then they come into
0: the knowledge of
1: body positivity And then, you know, you're saying, love your body, love your body, love your body. And now they feel this pressure of perfectionism around love, and they feel like they have to work towards love. And I just felt like that wasn't a compassionate space
0: to invite
1: people into. So um, that's what I mean by Body peace, because for me – We can choose peace, not just with our bodies, but at any space of our life. Peace is always a choice at any time. It's always accessible to us. We can say, you know what? I choose peace right now in this moment. So I feel like that's a lot more accessible for people.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've heard people say things like, you know, um, within the body positive movement or within fat acceptance, right? This idea that you don't have to love your body. Um, But I think what you just explained is very, um, very easy to understand Um, and, and, and being on platforms like social media and different things like that and constantly being inundated with these messages about how much we should love ourselves and and all of that. Like I feel like social media has a way of like skipping steps like they tell you, you know, it's like you can't, you know in some ways it's very hard to 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 access healing through memes um sure. and so it's like um people telling you like oh yeah well or or the idea like if you don't love yourself nobody else will you got to love yourself first and i can see how that adds so much pressure um to people especially when they're dealing with you know some people have a hard enough time just accepting what is let alone step you know stepping up to this higher level of oh now like you know not only am i just accepting myself but i'm also loving myself i'm fervently in love with my body and who i am um and so um i think that you explained that extremely well um some of the struggles that some people have with with loving their bodies and how Peace can kind of mitigate that um, a little bit so that, you know, you always have peace to access. So I think that's extremely, um, extremely helpful and definitely enlightening for those who may have always asked the question like, well, why not? You know,
1: I would even propose um, when I work with
0: people, the place
1: I like to start first is, OK, let's let's stop the war against the body. Right. Because um, by that, I mean, sometimes it's an emotional war, sometimes it's a a physical war. And by war, I mean, um, say physical war might show up in the form of excessive anxiety or um, abusive fitness or things like that. You know, emotional war um, might show up as shame and anger and all of those things towards our body. Um, Mental war, you know, might show up with the stress that you feel just all of these things that are going on in our life, around our body. And a lot of that just starts with questioning why. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing these things? Why do we feel these emotions? Why do we um, have these practices and behaviors? Way before you can ever get to um, love, which is, to, to me,
0: most of the time, that's not the case. Right. And I, I think I said this on a past show, like living alone gives you opportunity to think about things that you never get a chance to think about. So, you know, oftentimes um, I found myself kind of unpacking certain ideas that I have about myself, whether it be about my body or why I think or feel a particular way. Just being able sometimes to sit with yourself and ask, kind of go through those questions, kind of be introspective a little bit and say, okay, Joy, why do you feel the way that you feel? Why are you, you know, why do you think that you have to, you know, beat your body the way that you do, right? Like the idea, like you said, abuse of fitness and different things like that. Like, why insanity? Like, why not something, you know, why not something else? Why do you feel like this is something that, you know, you have to aspire to, and during those times, being able to kind of sit with myself and and look at myself in the mirror, so to speak, you start to find out that in a lot of ways you have deep seated ideologies that have been taught to you that in some ways you thought that you, sh- you know, you kind of shook off. Like, oh, I'm done with this. I don't need, you know, that sort of thing. But then you find out that there are things that are kind of been embedded in your psyche and in your understanding about the world over time that are still there, that you encounter on a regular basis, that you constantly in some shape, way or form, maybe but in your head against. And you don't really get to address those things, at least in my own life, by not having time to sit and actually think, to sit and actually work within yourself, like do your own, you know, I mean, looking at things like issues of like racism and stuff in this country. A lot of times we talk about, you know, unpacking if it's, you know, unpacking white supremacy or unpacking anti-blackness. And I feel like it's the same thing when it comes to issues of like fat phobia is like, you got to unpack that. Like these are things that have been taught to you for decades. Um, and so they don't just go away by themselves. And oftentimes you may find yourself perpetuating behavior that creates a cycle of you being stuck in a place where you, you you may not feel good about yourself or you may not think highly of yourself. And without really sitting down and saying, OK, well, where is this coming from? Why do you feel the way that you feel? Why do you think the way that you feel? You know. Those things kind of just ride under the carpet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely
1: um, a journey. It's not mm-hmm. something that happens overnight. Which I feel like the message that um, body acceptance work and, and activism that if we take on the title and the label of the activist, that that's something that we should be conscious about sharing with people
0: is that it's not magical
1: doesn't happen overnight, you know, um,
0: the memes and all of that is not
1: going to change a reality. Right. And, and people need to know that compassion is an option, that they, they don't have to rush through the process, um, that the process is different for everyone. And again, that's unlearning that mindset of almost the diet and fitness mentality where, okay, you can do this in 27 days, you know, lose 10 right. pounds in, in 10 minutes, you know, and it's still that same mentality that we, like you're saying, we don't realize we're bring the same mentality over just into a different state and we're still looking for these rush results, like, okay, how fast can I love my body, you know, yeah. or programs or we create workshops and it's like, learn to love your body in two weeks, it's like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay, really? so, so, for me, I, I just try to remember compassion and um, diversity, and that everybody's um, body is different, their situation is different, their story, their background is different. So you cannot guarantee that they will have these results against that dieting type mentality mm-hmm. in a certain time it's a journey it takes time and it's okay you know because our relationship with our bodies till death do is until death do we part which is what i say so right. you know, you'll, be, you'll always be managing this relationship with your body until you're not in it anymore so there's no reason to rush through the process
0: right i absolutely agree and so i know you keep talking about journeys. Um, can you tell 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 us a little bit about your own journey? So, um, maybe a little bit about, you know, how you've gotten to this place or how you are still getting to this place right of self-acceptance and like what made you want to be a a body relationship coach?
1: Um, sure. So, my relationship with my body of course has been it's ongoing and it started when I was born, but <laughs> As everybody did. Um, right, but in the early years, you know, I was very okay with myself. I was comfortable and I've always been large in a larger body according to society standards um larger than what quote unquote normal is, mm-hmm. so you know I was this a chunky kid and um You know, I was okay because I didn't see anything wrong with it. So it wasn't until I got into adolescence and teenage years when children started making comments. Um, Sometimes teachers would make comments. Uh, That diet mentality came really early, you know, where gym teachers would, you know, say, oh, you know, you need to you have a little belly. Let's work a little harder. That type of, you know, other children would comment, make fat. And jokes and bullying and things like that and then I started realizing that wait, okay, so there's something wrong, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I wasn't none of us are born with that thought that we're wrong until someone starts to tell us that so hearing that message incessantly, um, my whole life um, definitely started to have a toxic effect on how I felt about myself and how I felt about my body um, and by the time I Uh, Reached the age of 17, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And um, that actually was um, a major part in my relationship with my body because um, it's a chronic illness, and managing a chronic illness in your teens when you're already learning how, you know, to go through body changes and everything, um, it just really started a downward spiral for me. Um, there's a lot of uh, symptoms that come with PCOS that uh, can affect your your self-esteem because a lot of them are visual symptoms. So, you know, there's excessive weight gain. Um, there's hirsutism, which is like um, hair growth on the face. Um, there's there's skin um uh, what I want to say, but skin disorders that take place out there, it's like um, uh, hyperpigmentation, especially for black women that, that comes in. So there were a lot of different things taking place that I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know, you know, what was normal, like quote unquote normal for women and what was PCOS. And so my self-esteem really spiraled during that time. And um, by the time I got through, My 20s and into my 30s, I was having to do a lot of healing work to um, get to the space where I even felt worthy or not even getting to the point of trying to feel, again, uh, beautiful and all of that, but just feeling worthy of love, worthy of accepting myself. Um, So in my 30s is when I really discovered body acceptance and that's when I started doing that work. And once I started doing that work and I became passionate about sharing it with other people because when I learn something and when I am liberated from something that used to hold me captive, I'm excited about helping other people who are in that space too. And so I started blogging. I started um, creating healing spaces for women and women doing a lot of grassroots work. And then um, I discovered holistic wellness. And holistic wellness actually, to me, um, perfectly aligned with the mission of learning to be in a space of peace with my body. Because ironically, it helped me realize that I was not just a body. Um, You know, I'm, I'm a spiritual being, I have a soul, I have an intellect, I have emotions, and so um, that actually is where I began to create body relationship coaching, which is, um, that's something that I trademark. so the body relationship coach is me, and body relationship coaching is um, actually my program and the work that I do. Um, Again, it's a combination of body image healing and holistic wellness together.
0: Oh, that's great. And so we should just be clear then for people who may listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a body relationship coach. Like, no, because it's been trademarked. You can't just (laughs) run around using other people's names about stuff because, okay, Miss Ivy trademarked that. So no, you're not. okay. the body relationship coach okay, is Ivy Felicia. Yeah, All right. it's
1: actually a combination of um, helping people do the work around their body image but also using holistic wellness as part of um, that healing process. And holistic meaning mental, emotional, physical and spiritual well-being. Um, because I think when we actually pause to pay attention to the fact that we are holistic beings, we are mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, that we actually begin to, um, broaden that spectrum of compassion because we realize, wait, I'm not just this number on the scale. I'm not just how many jumping jacks I can do. I'm not just, um, you know, how I fit my jeans or right. what type of skin I have or hair. You know, I ha- I'm intellect. I'm emotion. I'm spiritual. You know, all of that is me. And I feel like when people grasp that concept, it creates so much more room for that acceptance to happen.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. It's like once you start to realize that you're more complex, right? Then like you said, this number on the scale, it's like, wow. Like it's almost like, you know, it'll blow your mind because it's living in, in a society that typically only sees your worth based on the shell of who you are. So your hair, well, how long is it? Like, you know, we have all these different hierarchies of like power. Well, it's great that you have hair, but how long is it? Or it's great that, you know, okay, I see you have a body, but what is it shape like? What does it look like? What can it do? Um, and we tend to base our value around those things. But um, having those two things combined, I think is such an awesome thing to see that you are practicing that and that you're actually trademarking it right like something that you found out for yourself that you're actually using um and creating you know your own platform for is even you know even better even greater um so kudos to you for that definitely um creating your own lane and using you know what you've learned for yourself uh and using that and sharing that with other people um i think that that's great thank you Okay, and so we kind of talked about um, PCOS. We talked about your journey. Um, one thing we have not talked about yet, though, is that you do have a pretty big following online through Instagram, um, which is known, or your Instagram page is known as Fat Women of Color, correct? One of them, yes. yes. One of them, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so you have two, you said.
1: Yeah. well, I have three.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, you have three, okay, all right now, okay. I'm a, look, I'm an Instagram hoarder. Okay. <laughs> so, okay.
1: But, um, I have my own, which is, you know, I am Ivy Felicia, which is more just me and um, what's going on with me and my life, mm-hmm. um, and fat so women of color, and then I have me, my body and love, which is just, um, you know, me, and my body and love is... um. My actual, well, both of them are my brand, but Fat Woman of Color is a branch of me, my body, and all. So it's a subsidiary of that. So Fat Woman of Color is actually the newest one, which is okay. interesting because I always refer to it as she, like it's its own, you know, B. But, yeah, she's not even a year old yet. Like Fat Woman of Color um, account is not even a year old Um it just came as a result, again, these things come, are birthed from my own journey with mm-hmm. my body and my, my body. And so um, towards the end of 2016, I started really getting a lot of revelation and understanding around um, being a fat black woman and how that whole trifecta <laughs> um, is very complex and it's unlike any other. Um, because you are a um, a triple, you're you're discriminated against as being a triple minority. You know, you're black, you're a woman, and you're fat. Mm-hmm. So we definitely experience discrimination and um, challenges in in a different way.
0: And I started
1: talking about and again the word you use, unpacking what did that look like for me? What did that mean? I decided a while ago that I was not going to use my energy in addressing um what well, let me re- let me rephrase this <laughs> that I was going to manage my energy in a way um that works for me i'm I'm big on energy management,
0: and I realize that a lot of
1: times we can get online and direct a lot of our energy towards um trolls and, and the people who are abusive and fiber and all of that. Um, but I really wanted to use my energy to uplift people and amplify the voices of people who are overlooked and not being heard. And to me, that's what fat women of color is doing.
0: Right. And so you left out one part, though. Fat women of color is like awesome. I mean, I know people are supposed to say, you know, you're not supposed to talk kindly or yourself, whatever. Like, I believe that that was the page that I found first. And at first, I didn't know that you ran the page. Um, I actually found out. I don't know. I think it may have been through Facebook or something. You posted, And he was like, Fat Woman of Color is this. And I was like, what? She runs? What the? So, um, (laughs) but Fat Woman of Color has been like such... An inspiration like to be able to open up Instagram and see fat women living life, whether it be you know, I don't know, I've seen pictures of women on beaches, I've seen halfway naked black women, I've seen you know, women smiling, having fun, enjoying one another. Um, I think you did one series, it was like, um, just women of color, fat women of color, um, whenever they were getting married. Um, and so there's just a lot there. Like people don't, I I almost feel like sometimes even myself, like I don't realize how much representation matters until you see it in front of your face. And then you're like, Oh snap. Like, look at them. Like, you know, they take pictures like this too, or, you know, they're out here and they're getting married too. You know, they eat Cheetos too. This is great. Like life is (laughs) fabulous. So, um. So being able to see that uh, and now to know that it's less than a year old, I mean, I think it's just great to have, you know, the engagement that you have on your page um, and, and have so many followers. And it always kind of brightens my day to see that black women are actually getting credit for what it is that they're out here creating cuz I think that that is definitely important. And so you creating a platform showcasing other people, other fat women of color, their lives yeah. and you using, you know, um your your coaching as a way to, you know, bring healing to those who are looking for it and need it. Um and then, you know, like platforms like similar to this podcast who who are giving, you know, room for 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 activists, oftentimes black activists, um, not oftentimes, specifically black activists on this show anyway, um, who who are doing the work. Uh, Sometimes we don't know that we exist. And so being able to to kind of come across that page at the time in my life when I was looking at things and I was just starting out the podcast and I am. I mean, social media is indeed like it's a time suck. Like you can get on social media, one scroll, that at least that's what I tell myself, scroll once <laughs> on Facebook, right? And then I look up and it's like an hour and a half later and I'm like, I got to get my life. Um, and so, you know, being on IG and kind of not knowing where to navigate and seeing things, but coming across that page was just extremely meaningful for me. And so I was like, there ain't no way we ain't getting on this this interview and not talking about fat women of color. And if y'all don't follow fat women of color, y'all going to follow <laughs> fat women of color after today because that page is just everything. It's everything it's a little, I mean, like not like it's literally a little bit of everything. Okay. But then it's like everything in value. Like you're going to find yourself on that page that if you're a fat woman of color, there's somebody out there that's doing what you do. That's living how you live. And it's just, I mean, it's just awesome to see. Absolutely awesome to see. It's like, it's like art. So yes, We we yeah, about I, that. I'm gonna
1: tell you. I said in another interview, I said, believe it or not, um, that woman of color um, heals me as much as it heals, you know, the people who are following it. So I mean, I get inspired. Like you know, I find these women, or I see them, or it's, some things are submitted. Some things are things that I find. Um, and I just see it, and it lights me up. And I'm like, oh, look at, look at her. You know,
0: and I feel this,
1: this um, warmth in my heart and in my soul. And I'm like, I can't wait to share this, you know, with with other people. And um, one thing I've also said before is that we can do the work. And this is not to be negative, but this is to be realistic. We mm-hmm. can do the work as activists. We can do body positive work. Um, But there's always going to be people out there who – are going to be um bullied and abusive and um racist and sexist and, and fat shamers and all of that. They're going to be out there and every day that we navigate the world as fat women of color, we experience that. Like if you ask a fat well another fat woman of color, she will tell you that in a given day she has some sort of shaming or bullying or something. And whether it's a microaggression whether it's a commercial, whether it's something um, that comes from a friend or family member or someone at work or whatever, something comes up. And so what I want that woman of color to be is a space where you can just come back into the tribe and see that your sisters are there, they're navigating the world the same way that you are, and some of them are experiencing the same thing, some of them have overcome things, but that we're all going through the same journey, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I also try to be cognizant of um, making sure that the media and the things that um, are shared on that woman of color have a balance because we're, you know, yes, we want to show um, positive, happy, you know, um, skipping through the tool little fat women of color, but we also have some fat women of color um, that are dealing with depression or chronic illness or things like that. And so right. um, for people to know, again, that balance, of it's okay. It's okay if you have these things. It's okay if you have these um, moments where you don't feel so great in your body or you are feeling shame that day um, because we need that realistic portrayal.
0: Absolutely. And so kind of leading off of that a little bit, trailing off, I guess, not trailing off, segueing a little bit. Tell tell us, tell the audience. I already know, huh? Cause I got I got all the, the connects. Um, but tell tell the audience where they can find you.
1: Okay, sure. Um, well, my uh, website is the hub for everything. That's like the central hub. So um that's me, my body and love dot com. And um, that's where you can find information about me, with body, and love. That's also where you can learn a little bit more about me, my story, um, what I do, the services that I offer. Um, there's also a blog there. Um, if you love South Woman of Color, you'll love that blog too because that's another platform that is a conglomerate of um, women's voices. I have guests people who've written on there and they share their perspective and there's a lot of different topics there. Um, also, I'm pretty much on every social media outlet. Um, I spend most of my time on Instagram <laughs> because it's so visual <laughs> and I love it and i found the most amazing people like you um, on Instagram. I just feel like, you know, it's just easy to have community there. Yeah. Um, but I'm there under... I am Ivy Felicia, um, and i women of color, and um, I don't want to leave out me. My body and love is there too. <laughs> um, it's like you know how you like when um, people have like a new baby, and like the older kid kind of gets like, you know, their yeah, new baby.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So, <laughs> I want to make sure I don't do that. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, and I'm on Facebook as well and Twitter. Um, but Instagram, Facebook and Twitter are my main social media um outlets that I, I choose to spend the most time on.
0: All right. Well, Miss Ivy, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. Um, I'm so grateful that you took time out. And I know you have big things that are coming up. So one of the things that's going on is that you are preparing to get married. Um well, by the time that this airs, you probably will you'll probably already be um missus. So um congratulations. I'm I'm so happy to hear about all the things that are happening that's going on in your life and the work that you're doing is so meaningful um to the community, people who need um this outlet of of being able to accept their bodies to have peace with their bodies and if it leads to love great right um but also understanding you know people do deal with chronic illness and and how you are you know champion the fight against things like PCOS um just truly grateful for you know what you're creating the platforms that you um that you have created and the work that you continue to do. So it's definitely been a pleasure to speak to you today. Um, and like I said, I wish you all the best moving forward. Um and maybe in the future um you may come back again and we talk a little bit more. But yeah, so uh so yeah so I guess this is this is kind of us wrapping up a little bit, um, wrapping up this episode. But there was so much that was shared today about what it means to deal with body acceptance and body love and body peace, and how it's important to kind of see representations around fat women of color, around just fat bodies in general. And so, I hope that you all have enjoyed this episode. Uh, we look forward to um, to hearing and to, to to hearing from you. Hearing from you, as always, you can find me. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, Fresh Out the Cocoon. The links are there. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Freak Girl Radio, all those good and fabulous things. Um, And then if you want merch, T-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, you can find those on the website at freshoutthecocoon.com. And as always, uh, be you and stay fresh. Oh, yeah.